Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. In this episode, I had the honor of talking to Jill Stanton from the Screw 9 to 5, and we got to talk about affiliate launches. Now, I know that is something we haven't really discussed on this podcast before. Um, we maybe touched on the subject, but not really had a guest come and talk about it. But Jill and Josh Hurstman are, or they have been doing affiliate launches for a long time they started out with that um and they've done a whole year last year uh, up until actually this summer of 2020 so they know a lot of stuff about affiliate launches um and you know affiliate launches can be a really exciting thing uh there's two sides of it obviously you have the affiliate launches where you are in the field for someone's uh program or course or whatever and then you have your side where you have people being affiliate for you and your course. So obviously very two different ways, but we talk a little bit about that and how you can make the best experience on both ends, which is really important. And Jill was going to tell you a little bit more about that. So without further ado, let's jump into that episode. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right, welcome to the Oh My God Launch Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Wesker, and today I'm joined with a very special guest, Mr. Jill Stanton. Welcome, Jill. What's up? Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to have you. I know we tried to do this earlier this summer, but somehow we managed to screw that up. But we're here now. We're doing Let's it. blame summer. Now Let's that I'm summer. like locked down in Canadian fall, <laughs> my, <laughs> my attention is more back on work. <laughs> well, you know, it could be my fault as well, but either way. We're still Let's here. go with that. It yeah. was your fault. Yeah, I'll take hundred percent responsibility. For <laughs> I'm that. glad it's recorded. It was Ken's <laughs> fault. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure there's you know a few people who might not know who you are and um, that you guys run Screw Nine Five with uh, Josh. Um, so why don't you just give us a little info on you know who you are, what you do, who you help? Yeah, I'm one half of Screw the Nine to Five, like you said. My husband Josh is the other half, and we help online course creators and coaches get their businesses started, their offers dialed in and making money so they can quit their jobs and get their businesses past the $100,000 a year mark. That's it. Short yeah. and simple. <laughs> Short and sweet. I <laughs> love that. Um, you guys have been in business for quite a while now. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you guys used to have a membership, which you guys actually decided to shut down and most were really successful membership as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that alone is a scary decision. I would assume that, um, you know, deciding to shut something down. That's pretty much your whole business. Mm -hmm. How was that like? Um, Free, like a a couple of mixed things. One, the most freeing thing we ever did. Two, 
a bit nerve-wracking like once we finally made that decision and once we officially told our members we told them in person to their face at our members event so that was like a bit nerve-wracking but more supportive and encouraging and loving than I ever anticipated which I mean it doesn't surprise me the people we had in our membership were amazing mm. Um, but once we finally like closed out the chapter, we did like a goodbye ceremony. Everyone shared their favorite memories. We all encouraged each other. We set goals. We said, thank yous, like all of this kind of stuff. We had the most amazing final goodbye. And then I woke up on new year's day, 2019 in Puerto Rico. And it was just like this feeling of a fresh start and just like, I just don't know another way to say it other than a fresh start. Like we were just fully blank slates. We had no plans. We were like fully open to everything. We committed to a full year of promoting other people's stuff as affiliates, which I know we'll talk about today. Um, And it was just like, it was just so spacious and so encouraging and so full of possibilities. And it didn't help. It definitely helped that I was also in the tropics (laughs) in the winter. (laughs) Yeah, But it was like one of the coolest days I've experienced in our business, hands down. Awesome. Uh, what was the decision behind, you know, why did you guys decide to shut down that membership? Yeah, we had a tiny human and he screwed everything up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is. I'm kidding. <laughs> but it was like once I had my son, um, things just started to change for us. Like our values mm-hmm. started yeah. to shift. And uh, do you have kids? Oh yeah, two. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so know you know that they, they cause you to readjust your priorities and mm-hmm. your values and who you want to be and how you want to raise them. And up until that point, we were kind of unconscious to all of that. Um, not kind of, we were fully unconscious <laughs> to all of that. And we had created a business that was very dependent on us being there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we finally took some space away to have our son and spend a few few days. I mean, full transparency. I only took nine days off. I'm just going to own that because I felt very trapped by our business at that point. So I didn't feel like I could take time away. And that Mm -hmm. was our first trigger. Oh, we feel like we can't even take time away to have a human, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's something's off there. Um, But we didn't really have clarity around that for months. Like we were just in this, I call it the pain of unalignment. We're just in this like murky, purgatory where things just felt off and we didn't know why and we didn't know what we really wanted to do about it and we didn't know what we wanted the next step to be Uh, so it was kind of like a tumultuous time for us if I'm being fully honest Mm -hmm. Um, and it just came to a place of like we just kept asking ourselves what do we really want like, what do we really want? What do we really want? I was going like on this whole inner game journey. I was starting to open my whole world up to all things mindset and, you know, the power of the subconscious and all of this kind of stuff. Um, and unraveling a lot of the beliefs that had held me back up until that point. And it was honestly about four straight months of asking ourselves what we wanted. And it was wow. painful, man, because we couldn't get there. And then finally, one day, Josh was like, you know what business model we've really loved? And I was just so jaded at this point. It was like June, 2018. I was like, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, no, no, no. We love affiliate marketing because Mm -hmm. that was our first business together. We had a straight affiliate site business. So we had 30 different affiliate sites. Um, And that's how we made all our money. And we traveled the world and it was very freeing and, you know, location independent, um, time zone independent. And all that. And so the minute he said that, 
it's almost like everything started to piece together. Finally, we could see how the screw could serve this like more generalized audience we had built because we didn't really have the foresight at the time to pick one niche and go all in because screw the nine to five attracted people who wanted to be affiliate marketers and drop shippers and course creators and coaches and service providers and all of this. And we didn't know how to rein that in. Mm-hmm. And when he finally said <laughs> affiliate marketing, we were like, ding. And from there, everything started to piece together. And we just started the process of gradually pe- peeling away the things that no longer served us. So we cut all of our one-off products, cut down all our funnels. We stopped taking any new members into our membership. And then in September, mid-September, we told everyone that we were going to shut the membership down at the end of the year. So we gave them three and a half months. Yep. Um, and then, like I said, we had a, a goodbye ceremony. And it was nerve wracking because it was making over $330,000 a year for us at that point. Um, And so how to replace that and all of those kind of issues came up for us, but we just had this like bold confidence to know that we would figure it out because we were going to bat for ourselves and the future we wanted to create. And so Mm -hmm. we knew if we could just hold on to that, we would figure it out. And it's so funny when you take a leap of faith and you really move into you move your business into a place that is in true alignment with your values, magic just happens. And so within nine weeks of 2019, we had made all of 2018's revenue. And it was just like this, this rad experience for us to be like, Oh, well, it wasn't really actually that scary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah. And even though you kind of started from scratch per se, you still had the audience and of course, yeah obviously serve them in a different way. So that was probably a lot helpful. And so many of our members ended up finding their way into some of our bonus experiences or the different offers that we were putting out there or the different free experiences we were hosting. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a lot of those people ended up staying in our world and are still in our world. They're back in our boot camps or they're in our new membership now. Um, And so it's been like a really rad two years that we've, since we've closed that down. Awesome. But now you reopened a membership, right? Yep. Again. Yeah. That took a lot of convincing for me to get on board with. <laughs> Are we doing that again? Josh is <laughs> like, no, I see we could create the lounge, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I am not creating a membership ever again. Um, but he painted his vision for it because he's the CEO of the screw. And I'm actually, I'm, I'll always be involved in screw the nine to five, but I'm striking out to do my own thing as well. So he's really taken it and run with it. Um, and, and his vision is great. Like we don't even go in it. And our team runs it and everyone's Mm. cool with that, which is like such a belief challenger for myself because I thought to have a membership, we needed to be present and we Mm. needed to be the, like the show. And this time around, it's been nothing like that. And it's, and everyone loves it, which is again, like so cool to see that you can pivot and tweak and evolve in your business and things can get better because mm-hmm. of it, because exactly. of the lessons you learn and because of who you have to become in order to twivet, twivet, <laughs> tweak and pivot <laughs> and evolve your business and grow as an entrepreneur. So it's been a really rad experience. Yeah, I can see the same thing. I know I'm in James Webb's BBD business by design and he mm-hmm. kind of done the same thing. It's not a membership, obviously, but, you know, he's kind of replacing himself by putting in new coaches yeah. and just keep evolving and you know, from my perspective, being in that, you know, I don't really see any difference. Sure, we love that James shows up and, you know, do a coaching call and all that, but we still have access to coaches who's mm-hmm. helping us inside of it. And it doesn't matter who they are as long as we get the help. And they're trained by him. Yeah, like they exactly. run his method anyways. So, 
I mean, and they probably have more mental bandwidth to be able to serve you guys in the way that you guys need versus, you know, James's attention might be a bit fragmented because he's managing a bunch of different things. And so I think that it actually serves the members more mm-hmm. to have his coaching team than just him. Yeah. And same thing for you guys. I mean, mm. screw the nine to five. Yeah, sure. It's been you and Josh all the time, but times are changing. It's not yeah. on. <laughs> I love it. Um, let's talk a little bit about launches. Um, obviously you guys have done a ton of launches. Um, I want to kind of go way back and talk about what was your first, Oh my God, I'm launching moment. Oh my God. Like, it's like, Oh my God, I'm launching. November, 2013. We were in Thailand, Chiang Mai, Thailand. We were launching our first ever program, badass guest blogging. That should have been the first sign that it was not going to do well. What's the (laughs) name of it? (laughs) And we spent three months of our time creating this program, uh, spent $5,000 getting it built and put together. This was before the days of like Thinkific, where it could be that you easy really had to, to just, build it out. yeah, and get a custom design, all this nonsense, right? And it didn't sell anything. It sold $0. And I ugly cried for an entire day. Um, no joke. And I day drank. I was just so humiliated. Um, and it was the best thing that ever happened to us. Because it taught us like one of the most fundamental lessons is like mm-hmm. pre-sell, <laughs> pre-sell <laughs> your ideas and create what people actually want. Mm-hmm. When we went into that idea or that course, sorry, that was from our previous business, our affiliate site business, which we had built sheer, sheerly through guest posting for SEO purposes. Mm-hmm. And in our head, we're like, well, this is the bee's knees. So clearly everyone in the world wants to know this stuff. No, that was not the case. <laughs> Turns out <laughs> no one wanted to know it. <laughs> um, and it caused us to do a left turn to start teaching what we really, really knew at the time, what people kept asking us about, which was how you make a money, which mm-hmm. at that time was through affiliate marketing. And so we started teaching affiliate marketing through niche sites and all the things we had done to build, you know, make our first hundred thousand dollars online. And that was our first successful program. And we learned a lesson. One, mm-hmm. teach what we what people actually want, but second, pre-sell it. And so we pre-sold the next course, made $4,000. It was a $200 course, made $4,000, thought we were killing the game, um, fulfilled on that, and then did a proper launch for it and made like another $4,000. And and that's where everything just started taking off for us. That was back in yeah. 2014. But I love that. I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, even you guys, I mean, when people look to you, they thinking, oh my God, they are successful. They've done all of this. And they don't even think about the, you know, one of your first launches was actually zero sales, nothing. Mm-hmm. That's why and I never that's, that, that's where it. they are at right now. You know, they're having those zero sales and thinking, oh, what's wrong? You know, why is this happening to me and all that stuff? But clearly this is something that happens to all of us. Well, that's why I always tell that story because how are you ever going to learn how to get it right if you don't mm-hmm. get it wrong? Right? Like yeah. it's just so many entrepreneurs when they're starting out and I was the exact same way. Me and Josh were the exact same way. Like we wanted to only ever experience success, <laughs> right? Like we only ever wanted to get it right. And yeah. if we didn't get it right, what did that mean about us? Are we shit? Are we dumb? Should we not mm-hmm. be doing this? All of those limiting beliefs that pop up, right? All of these disempowering low vibe thoughts we have. Um, and that's why I always want to tell the story because all of us have been there. Anyone who has any level of success had to figure out what to do by figuring out what not to do. Mm. And it's just been a process of that. Yeah, exactly. 
well, like James says, success is a crappy teacher. So couldn't agree yeah, more with that. Great point. <laughs> but uh, how's launching changed over the years now that you've done it so many times? Obviously, something has changed. Yeah, you're not mm. doing zero sales launches anymore, yeah. I assume. <laughs> but um, yeah, how has it changed? Um, for us, we make all of our launches and promotions some sort of experience. So for us, our main sales process that we do for all of our promotions is off the back of a five-day challenge. We call them boot camps, mm -hmm. but we actually do paid boot camps or paid challenges. So a lot of people, and this varies for every single entrepreneur, right? Based on your style or your preference, or like a lot of people like James, for example, he does his eight part series, right? Like, mm -hmm. and it's free on the front end. But if you really pay attention to his launch process, it starts with a paid thing, right? His paid nail your niche workshop, which is like what, 97 bucks or something like that, right? So it starts there. That's the like first domino of his setting the stage for BBD. So it starts with a paid entry point. And then as he starts to build momentum, then it goes into a free like mass market kind of thing so that he can cast a wide net. Mm -hmm. And then he makes his offer for us. Um, we have done many free things <laughs> and because we love doing these five day challenges that live inside uh, pop-up groups, we find for ourselves that people show up better when they pay for it. Mm -hmm. And so we do paid boot camps. So they're $47 to be a part of their five days, which actually ends up being like nine days all up because we have bonus trainings, Q and A's, pre parties, after parties, all of this kind of stuff. Um, but it's $47. People show up so well, they take it more seriously, they do the work, and then it sets the stage for the main offer that we're presenting on the back end of it. So mm. we love them. Our team loves them. Most of all, most importantly, the people who come into them love them and get massive value out of it. And so I think that's the main thing with launches is like most people focus on how many people can I get into this, which I understand. But I also want to tweak that thought and say like, how can people really get a lot out of this experience though? Right? Like instead of it just being like, how many people can I get in? How many results can I get for people? Or how mm -hmm. big of results can I get, right? Like, how can I get people to take action? How can I pe get people to actually follow through? How can I get people to show up? You know, because that's the main thing. If you start your launch and it's just like throwing all this free shit out there and people are just signing up for it, but never really doing anything for it with it, excuse me, well, when you go to present your offer, they're immediately going to think, well, shit, I didn't even do anything with that. Like I still have to work through the free thing. So maybe I'll focus on that first. And in my experience, um, it just tends to sabotage a few promotions if you don't have the right follow-up process in place. Because a lot of the launches you see, like if they can hit a 5% conversion rate, 5 to 6% conversion rate, they are killing the game. Mm -hmm. um, but then you put something on the front, like a paid experience, a paid pop-up group, paid challenge, paid workshop, paid whatever. And our experience has only ever been like minimum 12% conversion all the way up to 19% conversion. So for us, we dig that more. The engagement's higher. The show-up's higher. We have buy-in. They have buy-in. Everyone wins. And so that's, that's what we've started doing in our launches. Yeah. And it clearly it's qualifying your leads you know, mm -hmm. before you even get to the main offer. A hundred percent. And I just, I really love playing a customer acquisition game versus just a lead acquisition game because you, we all have been online 
for long enough that someone signs up for a freebie and they don't do anything with it. And then they forget who we are. And then they send us snarky messages like, fuck you, unsubscribe. And you're just like, why do I do that? You know, like, I was going to say, that's me, but I I don't send those messages. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, I'm, I guarantee at least someone who is listening has gotten a snarky message from a subscriber who signed up for something free, yeah. forgot who we are, and then chirped them because they have keyboard courage. But um, I find the relationship, when you switch the relationship from potential customer to customer, well, mm-hmm. then they get value. You stay top of mind to them. They have a better relationship with you. They can see that you're providing value. And I just... Personally, I just find that it's a lot more fun that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Have you tried anything other paid than this bootcamp challenge thing that you guys are doing? Or is no, that not yet. Um, I'm going to – no, not yet. We haven't done all of our stuff that we've done paid, like be paid to get paid essentially, <laughs> yeah. um, has all been challenges or boot camps. We haven't done it like a one-off workshop or anything like that, but I'm going to start doing that with – Um, my thing which is called millionaire girls club so we'll see Mm, awesome you want to share a little bit more about that or just hush hush still yeah it doesn't even start until the new year so i'm still like i'm three weeks into giving myself the permission to go for this it's been an idea i've had for like man since the beginning of 2019 really and kind of like got in my own way around it kind of just like talked myself out of it (laughs) And only recently have I really given myself the green light. So I'm still trying to figure it all out, let it work itself out. And okay. I'll be talking about it nonstop once. Oh, yeah. Once I don't doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit more about affiliate launches. Um, yeah. Like you said, you spent a whole year doing just affiliate launches. Um, mm-hmm. How has that been? I mean, it was awesome. Uh, yeah. I think... So that was 2019 that we only ever did affiliate yep. launches. This year we did affiliate launches up until uh, June with the last BBD launch. Mm-hmm. And we haven't done anything affiliate related since then, which has been nice because I will say there's a few things I would share about affiliate launches is it's really easy to offer a lot for your bonuses, like mm-hmm. really easy to get in the weeds with your fulfillment. Cause you're like, if you join this, I'll also give you a one-on-one call with me or this free course or this four week experience or this live event or this, this, and this, and this. And it's really, really easy to create an overwhelming amount of stuff because you think on the surface, well, it's not my program. So I don't have the fulfillment there, but then you like tack on all this other stuff. And all of a sudden you have like eight weeks of fulfillment <laughs> <laughs> for a program that you only get 50% of the revenue for. So mm-hmm. that would probably be one of my biggest takeaways is like be discerning and strategic in the bonuses you provide for people and do whatever you can to make the fulfillment on the lighter side, you know? So maybe it's one-off things or templates or scripts or done for you resources or like a four week group experience or something like that, where it's not just your time because that can get, can start to feel really, really heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's probably been one of our biggest lessons for affiliate launches is um, one, watch the level of fulfillment that you offer. And then two, if I could give another um, thing would be like, 
do whatever you can to make their launch yours as well. So speak about your personal experience with the program or the program creator, how it's benefited your life, the results you've gotten because of it, like really incorporate your story into the promoting of this person's course or coaching program or whatever it is you're promoting, right? Like don't just make it like, here's their shit, go pay attention to them. Really weave in your own story and the transformation you've had by working with them. And I have always found anytime we do that, our results are so much better. Mm -hmm. Let's break down affiliate launch just a little bit so people understand what it is actually. Um, Obviously you're promoting somebody else's product, course, service, whatever. Um, Can you fill in a little bit more on that? Yeah. So typically in our space, which is the online marketing space, there's a lot of courses by big names that Mm -hmm. offer 40 to 50% commissions. If you promote their program to your audience. Now, what started happening in our space is these become competitions. There's leaderboards, there's cash prizes, all of that kind of stuff. And it gets the affiliate affiliates all amped up. And so we all create tons of bonuses in order to win or get into the top three um, so that we can win all the prizes and have the significance essentially. (laughs) But essentially what you're doing is you're acting as the connector between your audience and the person who is selling the thing. Um, And you are sharing why you use, like, or believe in that course coaching program or service that you're promoting. So that's kind of key that you kind of can stand behind the product or whatever. A hundred percent. With affiliate marketing, your number one form of currency is trust. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to be discerning about the stuff that you're promoting. Because if you go to promote something that's shitty and people take your word for it and buy it and have a terrible experience, well, that doesn't just bounce back on the person who created it. More so than anything, it bounces back on you. And, you know, like our reputation can be zapped online in like a quick second. And it takes us so long to build it up that you just really want to be cautious with who you promote and who you stand behind. Um, And then also the one thing I want to mention is um, how this works is the program creator or the whoever's selling the whatever you're promoting will have an affiliate program where you get an affiliate link, which has a tracking code. And if someone clicks that and purchases, you get a commission. Exactly. Yeah. And you talk a lot about, you know, bonuses and creating a lot of stuff around this. What's the idea behind doing all of that? Why do we do that? To incentivize someone purchasing through our link, especially for the big launches. So thinking of things like Marie Forleo's B-School, James Webmore's BBD, Business by Design, Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy, um, you know, Dean Graziosi and Tony, Tony Robbins' Knowledge Broker Blueprint. There's a bunch of huge launches, and that means there's a ton of affiliates. Mm-hmm. That means there's a ton of bonus experiences. And so people go all out to create these bonus experiences so that their audience will buy from them versus another affiliate who will get that commission. So that's typically why people end up going over the top mm-hmm. <laughs> with bonus experiences because they want to not only stand out, but they want to get that commission. But that's a real easy way to fall into this trap of fulfillment. For example, last year when we did BBD, um, this was our fourth year promoting it this year in 2020. So last year we thought, oh, if we could get you know, a hundred sales, we would kill it because the year before that we only got 43. So like, you know, 
a hundred would be like a huge jump. And so we're like, okay, what can we do to entice that? Let's create a one day bonus or excuse me, a day one bonus. And it is everyone will get two coaching calls with us. Mm-hmm. Again, zooming out, I wasn't even thinking how many we would get. <laughs> <laughs> but we ended up getting um, all up. We did 208 people. So oh. it blew our expectations out of the water. But do you even know how many coaches? We were doing coaching calls for months after yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to do this all year. It was year. crazy. We, we had all up, because um, some people don't claim them for some reason, for whatever reason, I don't know, but we ended up doing 250 one-on-one coaching calls. And we we're like, note to <laughs> self, do not do that again. So <laughs> that's why I say like, watch the stuff that you, that you offer as a bonus and make mm-hmm. sure that you have the capacity to be able to fulfill on that. Yeah. And just make sure that is a time cap on, you know, when, when this is happening. Yeah. So that you don't, yeah. And that's why you guys now, primarily doing challenges bootcamp in terms of, or you connect that with the uh, bonus, don't you? Well, now we only sell our own stuff. So we do our own paid bootcamps for our own signature offer. And that in itself is only two weeks long. Um, So we've really taken that lesson on (laughs) of watch the fulfillment, cut down as much fulfillment as we can. Um, And so with our live launch accelerator, it's very like done with you, but it's short and sweet, like hot and heavy. So Mm -hmm. two weeks, the whole thing is done. You have a full plan, all the assets for it, all of that kind of stuff in two weeks. And then our team takes over from there and you get three months in our membership for ongoing support. So we've tried to take ourselves out as much as possible and empower our team of coaches to help people out. Just like mm-hmm. you were saying with James, with BBD coaches, like you value that level of support in such a big way. And because he's investing in his business and hiring these coaches, he's able to add, you know, um, he's able to create a program that is so heavy on the support. So we took cues from that and started mm-hmm. building that out in our own programs as well. Yeah. Um, I was in, well, this was my first year being in Philly for BBD. Um, but just being in on the inside of all that, that was an amazing experience in my part. Um, no doubt. Do you think about that as well when you, choose who you want to be a filler for us in terms of, you know, what's the experience for you guys on the inside as well? That for sure. But also I just need to make sure that we believe in the person and have Obviously, yeah, experienced yeah. their program. Um, so BBD is like such a no brainer for us to promote because it's so different to anything else out there. Um, and secondly, I believe in James. We were in his mastermind for a year. He's a dear friend of ours. He's so smart. Um, And he just has this way of helping entrepreneurs get over themselves and back into action that I truly believe in. And so every time we have promoted him, it's just been such a no brainer for us. Um, And that leaderboard is um, just easier to dominate because it's not like, like you look at someone like Forleo when she had her affiliate program, like she had all the heavy hitters promoting that. It's really hard to hit top five, let alone top three, let alone number one spot Mm -hmm. um, if you don't have a massive audience. And so that's, that's a few reasons I love BBD. One, it's a great commission. Two, it's a great course. Three, I believe in James and his team. And then four, we can easily hit top three every single time we promote it. So, um, and our, our students get a fantastic experience. So that's always why we keep coming back. 
But there's two sides to affiliates, obviously, because you have the ones that you promote for others, and then you also have the opportunity to have affiliates for yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that something you guys have done as well? We just started our own affiliate program for our Course Creators Bootcamp in Mm -hmm. June. Um, And so we dipped our toes into it in June, and I think we have like maybe four affiliates or something like that from previous bootcamp members of ours. And then in September, we started... um, expanding that a bit more, working out the kinks, providing more resources for people. Um, And then in January, we'll go a bit bigger. We're not like super keen to just have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of affiliates. That's a lot of personalities to manage (laughs) um, and a lot of operations, but very much um, intentionally choosing the people who have either come through the bootcamp and gotten results so that they can speak to the quality of it. Mm-hmm. Or people that I know who have aligned audiences and similar messages and want to spread the word on it. Um, so we're careful in who we choose. I mean, anyone can join, but if, if it doesn't feel like a good fit, we will graciously ask the person to not promote. Um, mm-hmm. But so far, we haven't run into that, progr- that problem yet. And because the bootcamp is a $47 pitch, it's very easy for people to promote. And we try to promote, or excuse me, provide as many done for you resources as possible if anyone's ever creating or thinking about creating an affiliate program. Um, Just from my own experience, having swipe copy, a very easy to navigate affiliate dashboard, um, a person who is dedicated to answering the affiliates questions, a Mm. pop-up group for the affiliates where you can do some training for them, answer their questions, like uh, commit, or excuse me, um, communicate the dates and like who it's for and the best way to promote. I think those kind of things are so helpful to have. Things that we haven't done this time around with our affiliate, our affiliates ourselves, we don't have leaderboards, um, at least not yet. I'm very resistant to that, to be honest, because I can see how much it gets people all riled up, right? Like people, oh my God, I'm not in the top five. Like, what does that mean about me? And they like, I'm so sorry. My audience isn't convert. They like apologize for it. And I, I could just see like the disempowering thoughts they have about themselves just because they're not on some like arbitrary leaderboard. And so we don't really want to bring that vibe into our promotions, at least not yet until we mm. can figure out a way to not make it feel heavy for people. So yeah. just taking a lot of pieces that have, that we've appreciated in other people's affiliate programs and things that we haven't to really make ours our own. Yeah. I would, could just imagine, you know, you pretty much just have to coach people through that, you know, yeah, being on time. that leaderboard and not, you know, feeling that you stressing themselves out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a failure. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, that's the name of the game. Kind of, if you're doing leaderboards, obviously, you're gonna have people who've done this before and they've done the same affiliate launch before, and they have a huge audience. And you know, there's always gonna be someone who's doing, you know, better, but. That doesn't mean that there's no chance you can do something as well, though. Of course. Of course. I think a lot of people think that in order to have a successful affiliate promotion that you need to have a huge audience, and that's not the case at all. If you have an audience of, you know, a thousand people who give a damn about you, that's mad powerful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't need tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in order to make a lot of money. There are micro influencers who have massive sway with their audiences and that people who will like open, click, read, watch, listen, buy anything you put out there, like that's powerful. And if you can align with someone who has a compliment, complimentary offer that you do not 
already offer in your business, it's such a win, 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 because it's a win for you. It's a win for them. And it's a win for your audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you treat the um, launch runway? Do you treat them as you would treat your own launch runway? Yep. Absolutely. Um, I would actually say that we need to get better at our own launch runways for non-affiliate promotions um, and build out more time with that, more mm -hmm. content. Um, but for other people's launches, we've typically always given ourselves like at least two weeks of awareness and then our challenges or our boot camps, and then into their free thing and then into card open. So we typically mm -hmm. give affiliate launches a way bigger runway than our own, just because you need time to connect the, or introduce the person to your audience, build that transference of trust, um, and get them kind of like on your audience's mind so that when they go to open up their freebie or their card open, it's an easier kind of, um, transition into mm -hmm. that sales process. Yeah. And for you guys, obviously that been, you know, you're doing so many of the launches throughout the year, obviously it's going to be hard to kind of squeeze them all in. If you're going to spread yeah, them out this year, this year, we only did two. Okay. Last year we did five. It was crazy. Right. I would never do that many again. It was nuts. <laughs> um, this year we did two. We were supposed to do three, but one just didn't happen. Um, and next year I don't think we'll do any. Yeah. Because I imagine, you know, if people decide to do or be an affiliate for someone's launch, you know, they could probably start that long time before the car opens or anything like that. I mean, in terms of, it sounds like I'm, promoting James Whitmore here, but <laughs> he's already started, you know, uh, promoting BBD. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're almost a year out from this. Yeah. <laughs> well, not a year, but nine months or so, but still, mm -hmm. you know, he's already promoting it and we already can start talking about it and get people on the wait list and stuff like that. So getting people aware already now. So if you're not doing many affiliate launches, there's a lot of um, opportunities there. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I think having that longer runway so that you can, organically introduce someone to your audience is super powerful as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, so what are your plans for, you know, the rest of the year, next year, what's mm. happening? The rest of the year, we are wrapping up our life in Toronto and heading down to the tropics. We're mm. going to do a year of at least travel, I think, which should be interesting during COVID times and yeah. with a toddler, but we're committed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really don't want to stay in Canada for winter let alone COVID winter. I like, can totally feel that. that. <laughs> um, and so we head down to Puerto Rico mid-November. We'll be there for three months, then hopefully Australia for three months. My sister lives there. Josh's whole family is there. And then we'll figure it out from there. Sounds real nice. Mm. And then 2021, what's yep. happening there? So that is, we have a whole bunch of course creator boot camps coming out. We have one in January, which I'm so excited about. So that's just over at screwthe9to5.com forward slash bootcamp. Um, and that really is just if you are a course creator or a coach or you want to be and you either have, an, have a course or a coaching program that isn't selling and you want to figure that shit out or you're thinking about creating one and you want to make sure you get it off on the right foot. We have five full days of training. I do mindset coaching. Josh does strategy coaching. Then we have VIP coaching. I mean, it really is this rad experience. We have our coaches in there. So they're constantly every single day giving people people feedback on their blueprints. We fill out this like one page blueprint together. It's really quite exciting. And then, um, and then for myself personally, I'll be starting millionaire girls club in January, which I'm super excited about. 
No boys awesome. allowed. Just kidding. No boys allowed. What? <laughs> Just kidding, but not kidding. No boys allowed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, where can people then follow you and uh, make sure that they don't miss this chance? So screw the nine to five.com all spelled out. No numbers is the easiest way to connect with us. And then my brand will be over at millionairegirlsclub.com, but there's nothing there right now. So don't go there. It won't be open <laughs> until January. Um, but yeah, the screws, the easiest way screw the nine to com is like our cyber home for everything. Um, so I would love for people to go check that out or listen to our podcast, which yeah. is the screw show.com sounds like porn, but it's business. So, <laughs> the screw show.com. <laughs> That's the way to pick the name, <laughs> but um, I really appreciate you coming on the show, talking about a little bit of launches and um, yeah, I can't wait to hear more about uh, your own personal project. When it's Thanks, Tommy. Thank you. All right, guys, that's it for today. I'll catch up again next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.